thank you for joining together with us for another session on our teaching series, Prophetic by Design. Well, we want to welcome you. We pray that this has been a blessing to you as much as it's been a blessing for us to share what God is doing. Uh, there is much talk about the prophetic. Uh, I was just sharing with a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Fuller, just now, and we were talking about that in the prophetic, there is various types and dif different expressions of the prophetic gift. But in different seasons, God chooses to elevate or emphasize on a particular prophetic anointing for that season. And let me draw an example. In, 19, in the 1990s, the prophetic was a lot emphasized in relation to spiritual warfare and intercession. I believe right now in 2020, 2021, that the, the prophetic gift associated with the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the gift of discernment has really been heightened in these days. The great desire for people to have an understanding of what is going on around us in relations to God's timetable, in relation to what God is doing on the earth, to what is God's message and warning, and uh, even to the church of Jesus Christ. So I, I believe God emphasizes. And so tonight I'm going to be sharing on different expressions of the prophetic gift or different types of the prophetic ministry and giftings. Uh, but the idea is not to elevate one type or, or, or one expression of the prophetic gift to be more important than the other. The idea would be is to engage, to know, to understand what is relevant for a particular time. So in different seasons of your life, you'll find that this different gifts will be developed, different emphasis of different types of the prophetic gift will be shared. Now, let's go to um, John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. The Bible says, In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. The prophetic ministry allows us to hear the voice of the Lord. And there are various words throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament that is used to, and to be translated into prophecy. One of it, the words that is used, is Nabi. Okay, it comes from the Hebrew word Nabi which basically means to bubble up or to spring forth. Now, this prophetic word starts by a stirring, a bubbling on the inside, and as John 7 refers to it, it comes like a river that is stirring up on the inside that then starts to flow out of us. Now, many times there will be people that you would experience as we grow and as we uh, mature in the prophetic, often there will be people that will feel the unction of the Holy Spirit, the, 
the, the, the, the, the, the, the Holy Spirit on them and they will find a stirring and it feels like a, a bubbling effect from the inside of, of you and you feel like you know that you want to get something out you don't know how to get it out and, and especially when you are new or new to the prophetic you you are very cautious how, how you express it and so often there is this bubbling before the words start to come out but as you break forth with the first words then after a while it starts to flow like a river it starts to flow out of you more clearly succinctly you know the uh, there's more specific details and clarity that starts to form. Now I want you to understand this is what they refer to that effect or that experience that comes as a person best what is what is called Nabi prophets. Now the second one that also uh, speaks of a different type of prophetic experience or, or translation is a Natar prophet. Now, the prophetic word natav basically means to drop, okay? It's a word that is dropped. It's compared to rain falling on an in individual. It's words that drops onto you in an atmosphere of worship. Okay? And it's in that time that you would begin to just feel like an unction of God. You would just feel a stirring of God. And all of a sudden, a thought will drop into your spirit, a word, a song, something will drop into your spirit. And all, as you begin to declare it, you start to see it beginning to manifest and the spirit of the Lord starts to move more freely. So, so, so uh, Nabi refers to the bubbling up or the stirring up. Natav speaks about a word that has dropped over you. Now, one of the ways that Samuel the prophet trained other prophets and we, we remember he was speaking to Saul and he told him there's a company of prophets, uh, musical prophets that are worshipping prophets that will be coming down the mountain and as you engage with them, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And one of the things that we found is that he ordained Saul to be king over Israel. He tells him this is what is going to be happen and then he says, the music would be the tool that will be used to stir up the prophetic even in your life. Now, so we need to understand that there are certain atmospheres. That means in the top, prophetic giftings are often released in strong atmospheres of worship. That means where there is such a move of God, there's such a presence of God, there's such a, a power of God that is demonstrated people begin to come under the anointing of God and they are stirred up to begin to prophesy even in that time. So that is what is referred to as the Natal. Then you've got those that are the, 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 the prophets that will begin to prophesy through music. What is referred to as the song of the Lord. That means that sometimes people, the, the spirit of the Lord will come upon them and they will break out with a prophetic song. Now the prophetic song is not only in the heavenly language or not only in a tongue, but it also can be uh, sometimes a prophetic word that is communicated through music, through song. And uh, so this is what we refer to as the song of the Lord. Now Psalms chapter 68 
verses 8 refers to the songs from heaven. This prophetic word talks uh, about this, the presence of the Lord. Now, we, when we're speaking about the Natal prophets, it means to drop, to drip, or to ooze. And so this happens during worship, and sometimes it happens during worship, and, and you will start to sense that people are experiencing a move of God that is causing them to begin to move in this dimension. But also you have the, the other prophets that is like your prophets that will speak words of inspiration that will cause people's life to change. Now remember Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 37 which shared a prophetic word and, and that one was to where, where he would begin to speak to Israel and, and how Israel has to rise up as a army that is now just uh, like, like bones lying in, in, uh, in a desert plain, he begins to start to speak life into it. So prophetic gifts begin to come in different types and in different seasons. Now in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 24 verses 19, the Lord sent prophets, this is what the scripture says, the Lord sent prophets amongst them to lead them back to him and they warned the people. Amen. Even in Jeremiah chapter 7 verses 1, the Lord said to Jeremiah, stand in the gate of the Lord's temple and proclaim this message. So there are times when the Lord will stir up a particular word within the heart of a prophet and as he would release it, it would be for the protection and for the covering of the people. So, this, so we, we've noticed that there are different types of prophetic gifts that God has given into the body of Christ. Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1, many of us have quoted it before. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. I shared this with you that I believe this is a season when God is going to begin to move mightily upon the lives of people. The benefits of identifying which unique prophetic gift you carry, it will help you to gain confidence in, in the expression of your gift. It will help you to identify the uniqueness of the gift and also to find similar people that are on the journey with you that also can be released into this. But we also want to share with you a few thoughts today. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 6, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit that distributes it. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but all of them in everyone is the same God at work. So we're understanding that even within the prophetic, it's not just a blanket that everybody, the expression of the gift is the same in every individual. The expression of the gift may differ from individual to individual, but it doesn't negate the fact that God is, is at work in us. Amen? So, so as I share with you this, it's for you to have a better understanding. Now, so part of the types of the prophetic gifts that has been offered to the body of Christ 
is those that have the prophetic gift to be able to reveal mysteries. So what is referred to as mysteries. Now, a mystery requires interpretation and its meaning is not always immediately discernible. Now, we know that one of the gifts that Daniel had was he had an ability to interpret dreams and reveal mysteries. Remember when there was the writing on the wall? He was able to interpret the writing on the wall. He was able to interpret the dream that the king had. Amen? Even, even Joseph, when, when the, the pharaoh of the day had a dream and he did not know how to interpret it and the, the, the magicians and the astrologers of the day could not interpret it, there was, there was Joseph that had an anointing to be able to interpret the dream. So there is another dimension of the prophetic is how to begin to reveal. Now, in Daniel chapter 2, verses 28, God begins to, uh, God in inviting us to go on a journey with him, helps us to, to discover him as the revealer of mysteries. Amen? Even the prophet Ezekiel received and conveyed the prophecy in a realm of mystery. That means... What was a message in, in, in Ezekiel 37 to the nation of Israel as he saw them as a nation lying as a great army of bones that is lying in, in, in the valley. He begins to prophesy and he starts to see how life begins to come in. Other mysteries are part of God saying, this is what I want to do in this time. But there is also another type of prophetic gift is the ability or, 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 or to work in the place of the word of wisdom. In, an, in a sphere, the prophetic ministry operates in a sphere of knowledge. Now knowledge can relate to actual events in the past, in the present, and even in the future. Amen? Now Paul refers to the word of knowledge in First. Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8. Samuel was also a prophet who operated in the realm of the word of knowledge. Remember in 1 Samuel chapter 9, uh, 9 when, when Saul comes to him looking for his father's donkeys that had been lost a few days, God already revealed to, 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 to Samuel that there is someone that is coming to you. He's coming to you to look for direction for this, but I want you to anoint him that he will be the next king of, of Israel. So Saul came looking for information, but he found his calling. And he found it in, in the house of, of Samuel because Samuel already received a word from the Lord, not only about what is about to take place, in the immediate future, but what is going to take place in the life of Saul, even in, in, in the future. And he tells Saul that he will surely meet a party. You will meet someone that will inform him about his father's donkey, so he doesn't have to worry about that. But he, he said to him, there's also another experience you're going to have. You encounter a group of prophets coming down, uh, minstrels that are worshipping prophets. And when you encounter them, you, the, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you and you will be able to prophesy. So much so 
that the people will ask is Saul also amongst the prophets. So we see that there is also the word of knowledge that is, operates in the prophetic. But then we also see prophetic writing. Many prophets in the Bible were also scribes. There were also people that had an anointing to write. I pray that in this season, God will anoint more of you with an anointing of a scribe. That you will be able to write down what God is speaking to you and that by the direction of the Lord, you will release word, you will release truths, even through the written media, through writing books, that the lives of people, even long after we have uh, a, a, a transition from this life to eternity, that others would read the books and also read of the encounters and their lives can also be changed. So there was many prophets were writing or scribe prophets, like such as Habakkuk, who, were, who was a poet, but also a prophet. Also, there was the prophetess Hilda, which gave verbal prophetic counsel, even in 2 Kings, to, to, to the people. So I want you to understand, there is a scribal anointing that I believe God is going to begin to, in the, in the coming days and in the coming months and years, God is going to begin to cause to come to the fore. And this is also part of a prophetic gift. But then there's also an ability to convey prophecy through the arts and through creativity. Now the Holy Spirit used the prophet Ezekiel in prophetic acts. That means he had to do certain things that was prophetic. In, it, it may seem like it was dramatic. In Ezekiel chapter 4, in Ezekiel chapter 5, he used the, the, the prophetic sculpture and art along with drama to portray the coming judgment and the, the signs of the times that was about to come upon them. So we need to understand that there are many signs that is about to come and uh, the word of the Lord really, really begins to emphasize this. Now we need to understand this because the meaning of the signs will really speak to every part of our lives and every part of what we are doing and what we are saying. Then the next type of the prophetic is prophetic worship and prophetic music. Now I've seen this happen over many times where and I've encouraged even the musicians within our local house and musicians wherever I engage with them to trust God for the song of the Lord. That means it must not just be about the songs that you do know. That means about the lyrics of the songs that you do know. But you have to trust God that sometimes the Spirit of the Lord may move on your heart a certain word, certain phrases, and as you begin to sing it, it begins to create an atmosphere where the presence of God, where God wants to emphasize a particular truth, I want you also, as if you're a worshiper or you're involved in any form of the worship ministry, trust God that even as your pastor or the preacher that is preaching the message, as you are listening to it, that God will give you songs 
even out of that word that will begin to resonate in your house. I found that when, when local churches start to trust God and start to sing songs that has been developed out, out of a worship encounter, out of a word encounter within that local house, it brings such life within that local house. So we need to understand that part of worship, part of playing music, part of singing, uh, leading others in worship, there is a prophetic element to it. We know that even when, when, when Miriam started to take the tambourine and dance, the Spirit of the Lord came upon the people. We know when David played on the harp, even evil spirits left song. When we, we, we even see that the, 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 the man of God, Elijah, will, 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 will call for a minstrel to come and play when he has been trusting God. I believe part of the flow of the prophetic within the local church is deeply connected to the worship ministry. It creates an atmosphere for God to begin to move. Now in 2 Chronicles chapter 25, the Bible says David was a prophetic psalmist and a musician and yet he was king over Israel. But here in, in 2 Chronicles 25 verse 1, David together with the commanders of the army set apart the sons of Asaph, Haman and Jeduthun for the ministry of prophesying accompanied by the harps, lyres and cymbals. That means the musical instruments was to accompany prophetic worship, prophetic ministry. Amen. I pray that in our churches, more than having worship and praise, there should be prophetic expressions of God during that time. There should be prophetic declarations, prophetic utterances. That, uh, that means our worship and our praise should not just be a time where, we, where people clap and people engage, but they should be engaging not only with the song that has been sung or the lyric that has been gone, uh, going forth, but they should understand what God is doing over and above this. In the book of uh, Judges chapter 5, the prophetess Deborah wrote a song and she sings the song of how God is going to deliver Israel and how God and what God is doing and how, how he's going to move over the nation. In Exodus chapter 15 verses 20, we see the, that Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron and, and, and Moses took the timbrel in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancers. Amen. That we pray that in our, in our churches and in the local houses that prophetic worship should begin to become at the core of what we do. That our, 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 our times of singing songs is not just a generic or, 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 or something that we just do. But it should stir up something more should cause the people to hear the voice of the Lord, encounter God. Amen? So I want you to understand that prophetic worship is also part, a type of how the, 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 the prophetic finds its expression. Now, the, the prophetic is often related to utterances and to speaking. Um, the, the, in Jeremiah chapter 5 verses 14, the prophet Jeremiah is called to be a prophetic voice. 
And behold, I will make my words in your mouth like fire, saith the Lord, and this people like wood, and it shall devour them. So God was saying to, to, to him, uh, to Jeremiah, the words that will be released out of your mouth, it will be like fire in, uh, from your mouth. And the people themselves will become like wood. That means they will be caught ablaze by the words that is released from your mouth. What a powerful picture. I want you to understand part of the, the even uh, the prophetic expressions that we would also see is that we're prophetic pictures. Where sometimes God will give you a prophetic word, but it may not be a, a, you know, a verbal word or a verbal utterance, but it will be a picture. And as you begin to explain the picture, it will be a prophetic sermon. It will be a prophetic ministry. Some of it will be prophecy given through visions, prophecy given through dreams. Amen. A vision is what you is something when you see something happening and you're still wide awake, right? A dream is when you get a word while you're in your sleep, and but God is beginning to minister to you. So I'm believing God that there will be prophetic utterances that will be spoken. There will be prophetic pictures. There will be prophetic visions. There will be prophetic dreams that God will begin to give us. Those are also different expressions of, of the prophetic. But then you also get uh, like a, a, a prophetic utterances like of Haggai, Zechariah, um, and Ezra where they will make timely exhortations to the nation of Israel to begin to rebuild the temple, uh, 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 the temple in Jerusalem. And so we find that through their speaking, there was a materializing of that word. And as they spoke it, the people started to build and they were felt encouraged and they felt built up. Even in this time, even in this time, given everything that we've been going through with the pandemic in the past year, year and a half, one of the most powerful tools that I believe the Lord is is using is the power of the spoken word. That as we begin to speak it, things will begin to start to happen. Amen. Then there's prophetic prayer and intercession. Amen. Some some of the prophets majored in prayer. We, one of the the, the 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 prophets that is highly characterized for having a strong prayer life in the scriptures was Daniel. Daniel was one whose life was characterized by prayer, by fasting, and by intercession. One of the, the, the greatest accusations against Daniel was that he prayed. And he prayed five times a day. And, and, and the reality was they used his prayer life to, 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 to challenge him. But God showed up. In the New Testament, we meet a prophetess by the name of Anna. The Bible says she was a prophetic intercessor and, uh, and an answer uh, 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 who had a desire to pray for the Messiah. And, when, and, she, and her prayers were answered in Luke chapter 2, verse 36 to 38, when she says, My eyes have behold the salvation of Israel. Amen. She gave a prophetic word and she was able to, to see the one through whom God will begin to bring redemption to Israel. 
I spoke to you about prophetic dreams uh, and, and the interpretation of it. Daniel, the, the Bible says in, in Daniel, about Daniel, you, you, were, you were found to have a keen mind, uh, full of knowledge, understanding. He had an ability to, dream, uh, to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. That is, a, that is a prophetic gift. Amen? That's a prophetic gift that God has given him. Now, I want you to understand this, that Daniel was gifted by God to understand and interpret dreams and visions. That's a powerful gift that is given to the body of Christ. Not everyone has it. But when Daniel displayed it, it not only made room for him, but it gave him access to places. And I want you to understand, the Bible says your gifts will make room for you. It will bring you before kings. For some of us that looks at our gifts as, uh, you know, they, they are of no benefit to us besides of being of benefit in the kingdom. I can tell you Daniel is an excellent example that your gift will make room for you and bring you before kings. For somebody that is aware, the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of understanding is a gift that God has given you. When God has given you a sharp mind, for some of you young people that are out there and God has caused you to excel in your education and excel in the fields of your study, God has blessed you with wisdom, understanding and knowledge and God will position you. Not only is he preparing you for your career, but he will position you for where he is taking you, that as you stand before them, like a Daniel, you'll be able to stand before them and begin to interpret and begin to give direction because your, the, your wisdom is not the wisdom of man. Your knowledge is not just based on the books that you encountered, but by the grace of God that is now at work in your life. Amen. So may God give you great discernment, even in the development of the gifts that God has given you. In Daniel chapter 7, we see that one of the examples how Daniel was able to, to, to interpret a dream. Amen. He personally received dreams and visions, but he was also able to interpret the dreams and visions of others. Amen. This is, this is a gift as well. Then we get the, 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 the prophetic gift of signs and wonders. Amen. Now we know that uh, God used Moses and, the, and, and one of the, the, the ways in which God gave him grace and favor even with Pharaoh was God gave him a ministry of signs. That God showed him from the time that he started to speak to him out of the burning bush one sign after another and God gave him signs that he would use later on when he would engage with Pharaoh. But then we also see Elijah and Elisha, where prophets where God used them in signs and wonders. Healings, miracles occurred through their ministry. I mean, Moses called water from the rock. He, uh, you know, birds came and, and, and fed the people. He, he, they saw manna from heaven. They saw the seas part. Miracles. Uh, you know, uh, one after the other, God began to do miracles through his life in order to prove who he was. 
later on that Hosea would, would say by a prophet, he led them. Amen? You see, even through the life of Elijah, he was able to call fire down from heaven. Elisha, where, 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 the, where he was in the house of the, 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 the Shunammite, the Shunammite woman, and uh, when she couldn't have children, she, she started to have a child. When he came into the house of the widowed woman, where the oil and the flour was about was, was less than a day's meal, began to sustain them for three and a half years. Miracles after miracles, God began to do. Signs and wonders is, is deeply connected to the prophetic ministry. Then we got those, we spoke about those that are able to see visions and, uh, and Jeremiah often would share visions that God referred to him. Even in uh, the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos, God will give him a prophetic vision as to what, how the end will be uh, of the earth. But I want to end up by, with this. The last one is, and these are not the last of it is not exhausted. There are many other expressions of the prophetic gift, but there's prophetic teaching and preaching. Moses was both a prophet and a teacher. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, he wrote and he says, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teachings drop as rain, and my speech distill as the dew. So we, we understand that there, is, there are those that are able to speak, and even in their preaching and in their teaching, there's a strong element of the prophetic in that. Silas in the New Testament was also a prophet, was one that was able to strengthen and encourage the church in, in, as God gave him an utterance and with the words that he began to speak. In Acts chapter 15, verse 32, we see this. He later on preaches alongside Paul in his missionary trips. What am I saying to you? The prophetic gift cannot just be limited to one single expression. There are multiple expressions. All of us don't function in every expression. Amen? But I want you to find that unique expression that the Lord has given you and you express your prophetic gift even through that. So some of us never thought of prophetic intercession as an expression of a prophetic gift. Some of us have never thought of prophetic worship as a prophetic gift. I want you to know that the prophecy is more than that. Even prophetic teaching, prophetic preaching, that means there's elements of the prophetic that ties into every ministry expression. I do not want us to limit it. Amen? But we need to understand that there are seasons where different gifts are being highlighted and there are times when one type of the prophetic ministry becomes more prominent to the body of Christ. And I believe for that, that, that for this particular season, I, I believe that God is highlighting and emphasizing the prophetic in, the, in terms of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discernment. 
for the body of Christ. Amen. So may God just continue to develop your giftings. I pray that it will give you a little bit more light into understanding the different expressions of the prophetic gift. Amen. I pray that you are blessed with this teaching. Can we just bow our heads together for a word of prayer? Father, we love you. We adore you. We glorify your name. We thank you for this moment and for this teaching. We pray, O oh God, that for the people that have been listening, may they find the expression of the prophetic gift that you have given to them. And as they exercise their gift, may they be a blessing to the body of Christ. May they be a blessing to the kingdom of God. I pray, O oh God, that local houses and lives of people will be impacted by the gift of God at work in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, thank you for joining with us. I know today was a lot of word and a lot of information, but as you slowly go through it, I can assure you, you will be blessed. God bless. See you next week, same time.